0: never assume that people know how to do these things. Like I will meet people all the time and they're like, wait, wait, there's an app on my phone. How do I do this? How do I find you? It's the purple one. (laughs) Yes. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. Tailwind is Team Jenna Kutcher's favorite Pinterest and Instagram tool. Plan your feed, link your Instagram posts, track insights and analytics, schedule pins, and more, all with a trusted Pinterest and Instagram partner. Start your free trial and get $30 off your subscription at tailwindapp.com Jenna. The secret behind my website design is Tonic. They've created a collection of customizable websites that are super stunning and wicked easy to update. Save 20% on your Tonic site at tonicsiteshop.com with the code golddigger. That's T-O-N-I-C-S-I-T-E-S-H-O-P.com and the code golddigger. Welcome to the Gold Digger Podcast. Today, I am so excited to talk with my friend, the producer of this show, Kylie. Welcome to the show, Kylie. Hey, Jenna.
1: Thanks for having me back
0: on. You can tell that we are professionals when it comes to podcasting. Just kidding. We do not have our ish figured out. However, (laughs) today we are going to talk all about podcast growth strategies because I don't know if you've noticed, Kylie, but one of the most exciting things that has come out of 2020 is a rush of new podcasts to the scene. And I love seeing people get their voice out into the world and so whether you already have an existing show you're thinking about starting one or you're scaling the show that you are just beginning today we're going to talk about organic growth strategies for getting your podcast into the earbuds for the people that you create for so I'm super excited how are you feeling over there
1: Well, I could nerd out about podcasts all day long. Well, actually, I do. You pay me to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm so excited because we've been doing these, you know, back and forth conversations on the show about once a month for a while now. And now it's like, oh, my God, we're talking about my area of expertise. So I'm excited to dig into what we've honed and developed and what we've learned through the last two years of growing Gold Digger.
0: Absolutely. And what's so fun is that we are constantly testing, trying, experimenting. And so now we get to kind of just pull back the curtain and let people in on the things that we fixate on and focus on and give them some of the strategies that we've used to grow our show so that they can do the same. So where do you think we should start?
1: Well, I think the most appropriate place to start is the beginning of this show of Gold Digger when you decided I'm going to be a podcaster. What did you know about this space and launching a show and getting it off the ground?
0: I literally knew nothing. In fact, I screenshotted this just a few days ago so that I would have it because I knew we were going to be talking about this. And don't you love when Facebook drops these little memories for you to remind you how far you've come. So I want to read to you a Facebook status that I had from five years ago. So it says, Thinking about doing a a once-a-week marketing podcast series during the off-season. In my dreaming phase, I'm envisioning hour-long segments about business, entrepreneurship, chasing dreams, keeping it real, working from bed, and I'll probably do some interviews with my friends who are killing it in their businesses. All I need to know is, A, would you listen? B, what do you want me to talk about? C, do you love me enough to want to listen to my voice once a week? And that post got 20 likes. So... (laughs) to paint the scene of where we were when we started this show and what I knew about growing a podcast. The answer is I knew very little. However, those little Facebook reminders kind of serve as these nudges to remind me that either knowingly or unknowingly, I was leaving breadcrumbs into what I planned to do, which was launch the Gold Digger podcast. Now, at that phase of my business, I was mainly a wedding photographer, but I had also kind of branched out into different areas, of watercolor print shop and starting my education side of the business. And so I knew how to launch different offers. And so instead of really understanding the podcasting world, I took what I already knew about launching and just applied it to the podcast and It's interesting looking back because there were certain things that I did very right and there was absolutely things that I would do differently if I were to launch a show today. And so that's kind of where we were at when Gold Digger began.
1: I think too, this is a good point to kind of call you out in a friendly way. It's like when you launched your show, it seemed to really have some stamina right off the bat. You had a built-in audience from this incredible brand and business you had built and these social media platforms that you already had. And so sometimes it can be overwhelming for a new podcaster to look at all the success around them and say, well, of course those shows grew. Of course they have thousands of downloads because they had all these other things in place first. But I don't think that is a fair thing to discourage people because it absolutely is possible to grow from square one from listener one. And it doesn't have to be launched to an existing platform. Of course, it helps, but it's not a requirement. Would you agree?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's a totally valid point. There are so many times when I listen to the great thought leaders of the world and think, well, of course that worked for you, but that's not going to work for someone who's at square one. And I think that it's super interesting because when it comes to podcasting, we usually see podcasters living in two camps. It's either people that already have this established following, this established brand, and the podcast is just this extra arm of that brand, Or it's someone that's hoping to grow and build and start their brand through podcasting. And neither one is better than the other. They yield different results and they usually are tied to different definitions of success with different goals. But it is absolutely possible to grow listenership even if you don't already have an audience. And so one of the things that you want to think about is if you are looking to grow organically without having this built-in platform without tens of thousands of social media followers, you want to just think about optimizing your show. You want to make it as easy as possible for someone to find it and subscribe to it and tune into it. That's how you grow your show. But it's also key to recognize like anything what success for your podcast looks like for you. Meaning if your only goal is to monetize and make tons of money, then yes, you are going to need to figure out a way to get scrappy and get millions of downloads and millions of listeners and then more ad income. And that might be your definition of success when it comes to a show. But if your podcast goal is to just impact the right people and lead them into your brand or your business or your side hustle or that goal that you're working on, then the amount of listeners you need to reach in order to hit that level of success is decidedly smaller. And so I think it's really important to get super honest with yourself. Why am I doing this thing? Why does it matter? And what will make my show a success on my terms? And so I want for you to think about that. And that is the caveat in the sense of we're going to talk about how to grow a listener base and so let's just get into those strategies but always keep in mind as the listener of this episode what is your definition of success when it comes to launching growing or scaling your own show
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay. So this is where I start to nerd out a little bit. We're going to go through those six organic growth strategies for growing a listener base on a podcast with like maybe an extra credit one. But I think the key is starting with who you actually want to listen to your show. Because if it's everyone, you might actually be losing people in the process.
0: Yeah. So... Whenever we start anything, whatever it is that we're creating in our business, we're always thinking about like, who is this for and what is the end result of then consuming this content? We do this for every podcast episode. We do this for blog posts, emails, everything. It's like, who are we creating this for and what do we hope they'll get out of it? And podcasting can span so many different topics and genres. It's not just about teaching. It could be just about adding joy or informing or giving someone just a mental break from their life. And so there are so many different ways that your podcast can add value. But if we want to really make sure that whatever it is you're creating does add value, then we first have to start and get really clear on who do you want or need to listen to your content. And one of the things that we often talk about is like, what are they already listening to? Where are they hanging out? What hashtags are they searching for? What Instagram places are they commenting on? How do we find these people? And one of the coolest things about podcasting, one of the reasons why I love it so much is that you don't have to go into podcasting with a scarcity mindset because podcast listeners listen to an array of shows. I think there's a statistic out there that says like the average podcast listener subscribes to six to eight different shows. And so it doesn't mean that it's a one and done. It means that we love consuming this sort of information From different people and in different ways. And so. When you think about who it is you're creating for, I want for you to ask yourself, like, where are they already hanging out? What are they already listening to? What sort of content are they searching for? What are they typing into the search bar to find answers for? And then how can you poise yourself to be in a position to meet them, serve them, and then add that value to their life in a way that will encourage them to subscribe, to leave a review, and to become a raving fan and listener?
1: One thing I really like to do is going to the bottom of the listing on Apple Podcasts for my show or for a gold digger and seeing what's popping up, what's populating in the algorithm for you might also like. Like that section is such a gold mine, gold mine, gold, gold digger, gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that of where a potential listener might already be giving their listening hours to. And so it's yes. a cool place to kind of do some research.
0: Yeah. Any sort of guided search, be it Pinterest, Google, or in the podcast platforms themselves can really help connect you to shows that will also be serving your audience, remembering that they likely to subscribe to more than just one. And it might also help you figure out what's going to make you unique or different. So if you went on to Pinterest and typed in the word podcast and then a keyword word of something that you want to cover, whether it's true crime or marketing or health or family. It might help guide you to see, okay, this is what's out there. And now here's how I'm going to put my own spin or make mine different while also serving an audience in parallel. Yes. I love that you point out that
1: you don't have to have a scarcity mindset with podcasting because I just think of my own listener habits and I probably have. I'm above average with how many shows I subscribe to. So it's, yeah, it's not a one and done. I love it. So, so that's number one. Just get super clear on who you want and need to listen to your content and what value you're going to deliver to them. Okay, cool. So the next part is something I think is easy to overlook or even underestimate. And that would be the show notes because you're going into this audio-based platform and you're like, I don't want to sit down and write a blog post about this. But it's actually a way that we've been leading people into the Gold Digger podcast with those show notes. So do you want to elaborate a little bit on what we do with our show
0: notes? Absolutely. So show notes for someone that's listening that might be new to the podcasting world are essentially like the written description of what someone will get if they tune in. And there are many different ways to do show notes. So some people actually transcribe their entire show. Some people just include a quick overview. Some people break out key sentences and the time that they're said in the show. And then like us, we take a different strategy and we almost use a five paragraph essay format in terms of sharing what is inside of a show. So the important thing to keep in mind is that show notes are a really critical piece of having a successful podcast for a few different reasons. Now, if you already have a website or a blog, I highly encourage you to incorporate show notes into your strategy, and if that feels like something that's currently out of reach, just listen to this and apply it in the future when you have the bandwidth to. So, show notes are really important because of search engine optimization. So I briefly mentioned it above about how you want to optimize your show in order to get it found and easily searched and that is where SEO or search engine optimization comes into play. So we've had a few episodes on this show all about SEO and the same tips that we provide for SEO when it comes to blogging also apply to podcasting. So we use search engine optimization, which basically means having all of the words that you're writing about your episode be loaded with the correct keywords that will connect your information for someone that's searching. Searching for it. And basically, it will invite people into your space, point you as the solution to the problem or the question that they're searching for. It'll allow you to guide them to more resources that will get them more answers and get them into a space that you own. So one of the biggest things that people miss these days is that we don't own the platforms. I don't own my listeners. I don't own my Instagram followers. I don't have control over the algorithms or the way that things change. And so having a place like show notes as a destination allows you to invite people off of a platform that you don't have control over and onto a space where you do have more control over, where you can serve your audience better And give them an experience while connecting them to more resources and hopefully connecting them to you on a deeper level. Yeah, I think too,
1: when a show or when your show notes, when your show description is optimized at the highest level, one of the benefits that people don't realize is that Google started adding playable podcasts to search results. So imagine the impact you could have within optimized show notes, with optimized show descriptions. If a potential listener is searching for your topic, you might pop up in search results on Google. And they'll be able to play right from that first page. And so that's one way you can lead people into your podcast in an organic way, just if you take some of that extra time to write the show notes, to optimize them, and to make sure that they're in a good spot on the internet where people can find them. But did you already mention what happens if someone doesn't have a website to put show notes on? Like, What can you do if you don't already have a blog or a website?
0: No, so if this feels out of reach or it's not currently in your bandwidth, you want to make sure that you are using your show description area super thoughtfully and include links that will be of easy access. So, what you can do is every time you publish a new episode, there is a description area where you can type about the title of the show, the topics that you will cover, the guests of your show. You can have this like summary of the main points that you cover. And that can be a place where one, you're optimizing your episode to get it found more thoughtfully, but also it can be that place that will guide people on their journey to get to know you and get more connected with you. So you could include even just a link to your social media or another place for them to connect, a place for them to join your email list. But my biggest recommendation is if you can. Fire up a free blog and start sharing. One of the easiest ways to create show notes is if you create any sort of outline for your show before you hit record, that little outline could become your show notes as you get familiar with that. And so we've gotten in the habit of creating show notes really intentionally where we lead off with the first paragraph is just kind of an overview. Then we give three main points of what we cover in the show and then a conclusion with a call to action for someone to tune in. And so you can kind of follow that sort of outline, whether you're using the description of your episodes or you're using actual show notes hosted on a website or a blog.
1: Yeah, don't sleep on those free options for getting show notes out into the world, whether it be a free blog or even a lot of podcast hosts will provide a basic and easy to edit podcast website. And so just make sure you're not leaving those pieces alone.
0: Absolutely. And I think a lot of times too, people naturally will reference different things in their episodes. And so show notes provide kind of this home for those links, for those mentions, for those accounts or resources for people to dive into. And so it can be a really great way to connect your audience further with that information and to get them off of those podcast listening apps, and onto that place where you have that control and your home on the internet.
1: Yeah, we're getting dangerously close to talking about email list building, and I don't want
0: you to get too excited. <laughs> All of my favorite topics in one episode, say yes. it isn't
1: so. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we're talking We talk about the power of show notes, but I also think it's important too, to just talk about how you have to make it as easy as possible for people to find your show on their favorite platform. And two, let's not forget to emphasize that it's free to listen listen to your show because you still might encounter people who have never experienced a podcast before. And so you have to educate and then lead them in the easiest way to your show. And I think one of the best ways to do that, we do that on our show notes now. We actually didn't start this until about a year ago, but linking up each of those popular platforms at the top of the show notes.
0: Yeah. So what we were finding is that Our standard procedure around show notes was just to include the player for somebody to hit play inside of the blog. And that's a great solution for people that don't have a preferred app or they don't necessarily know how to utilize certain apps to listen to your show. I know that years ago when I first started listening to podcasts, I didn't understand that there was already an app on my phone waiting for me to find the shows that I subscribe to. And so every single week I would re- Refresh the show notes of my favorite shows and tune in in that way. And I recognize that let's just make this as. Easy as possible. And so, what we do is right at the top of every show notes, we list out each popular platform and we have the links to that exact episode inside that platform. So, we include Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and we just make it as easy as possible for someone to find their preferred app or to just hit play on the player. And another thing to note is a lot of times we love to give People the benefit of the doubt that they are willing to jump through hoops and click multiple links and search and find the information they're looking for. But I don't know about you, but I get distracted easily. And so the easier you can make it for someone to tune into the information that they are ready and willing to consume, the better. And one thing to note too, is we kind of refined our process when it comes to Instagram because we were sharing new episodes twice a week and not really sure how to link up uniquely each episode so that people wouldn't have to jump into their app and scroll through and find the episode that they were looking for. And so we started using Tailwind, which we were using already for Pinterest as this smart bio, basically meaning that anytime someone clicks the link In our Gold Digger podcast Instagram account, they will be taken to the same photo grid that they see there and they can click on the picture of the episode that they want to tune into and it'll drive them right to where they want to go. So you want to remove as many obstacles, as many places that you could possibly lose someone, as many clicks as possible to just connect people to the information that they're curious about.
1: Yeah, that's key. It's like I am willing to click my way to get to what I need. But if I have to stop at any point and input information and like use my other hand on my phone to search for something, (laughs) you're going to lose me, right? Exactly. (laughs) So as long as I can click through. That's why. Yeah, I love that Tailwind smart bio. I think we have a discount tailwindapp.com slash Jenna so you can get started. And the smart bio is part of their free subscription. So it's amazing to have on the podcast. It is
0: amazing. And it's so, so smart to use, even if you don't have a podcast, if you don't have 10,000 followers and you can't necessarily do swipe ups, it's a really great way to drive people to that link in your bio or link in your profile and connect them to different links without just having one long list of links. It's a really interactive way to connect people to the information that they're looking for long after you've posted it or swapped out that link in your bio. So I think it's just a really smart solution. Absolutely. You don't need to be a coding expert to get a gorgeous strategically designed website that converts for your business. You just need Tonic Sight Shop, the secret behind my website design. Get 20% off at TonicSiteShop.com with the code gold digger. Before Tonic, I didn't really know what an asset, a great, unique website could be for my business. I didn't know that someone could leave my site feeling like they know me or that it could just take them from a casual observer to a raving fan within just a few minutes. If you're tired of being embarrassed by your website or you know it should be better, but you don't actually have the money to make it better, you've got to go check out Jen and Jeff from Tonic. They've created a collection of customizable websites that are super stunning and wicked easy to update. If you know your website isn't as good as it should be, and you're riding the struggle bus trying to figure out how everyone else seems to have gorgeous websites, I have some advice. Buy a tonic site. Save 20% off using the code gold digger at tonicsiteshop.com. That's T-O-N-I-C-S-I-T-E-S-H-O-P.com. If you run a business with an online presence, but you're not making the most of Pinterest yet, then I need to introduce you to Tailwind. Start your free Tailwind trial and get $30 off your subscription at tailwindapp.com Jenna. Tailwind is the Pinterest and Instagram tool that I use to schedule pins, plan the Gold Digger Instagram feed, get insights on both platforms, and more. Now you can even create and schedule pins all in one place with Tailwind Create. You don't need to be a designer to create a batch of pins to promote your content. Each pin design in Tailwind Create was built with Pinterest creative best practices in mind so you know the strategy is on point. The pin templates are customizable, so everything is on brand. And the best part is, is that the design, upload, and pinning all happens in one place, so you never have to download, upload, or organize your files. Tailwind is an official Pinterest partner, so you can have confidence that your account is in good hands. Get pinning with strategy on Tailwind and try the new Tailwind Create. Get started with a free trial plus $30 off your subscription when you sign up at tailwindapp.com slash jenna. That's tailwindapp.com slash Jenna.
1: So there's ways to optimize and to make it easy for someone to find the show. And then there's steps of organic growth that feel a little bit more like sticking your neck out and asking for what you want. And one of those would be if you have interview based show like Gold Digger, then you want to kind of ask your guest or make it easy for your guest to share what they've created with you on your show.
0: Yeah, so... A lot of people might not remember this, but Gold Digger started out as an interview only show, which is really, really interesting. I had a lot of mindset issues believing that I could personally show up and teach and talk every single week. And so for the first iteration of Gold Digger podcast, it was interview only. And one of the things that I think I did right from the very beginning is that I interviewed people who saw being on the podcast as a really great opportunity for them to share their expertise, their knowledge, their story. And that encouraged them to talk about their episode. And so when you think about doing an interview-based show – You're not the only person talking about it. If you do a killer job, the person that you interviewed now has this piece of content that they should be excited to share with their audience. And if you are able to make this something really unique to them, something really exciting for them to share, then they're going to share it with their audience and thus connect their audience to you. And so Podcast guests often do more than one interview, and one of the things that we've gotten really good at, Kylie and I, is that we want to look at past interviews and try to take things in a totally new direction. I think one of the biggest mistakes, and one of the biggest mistakes I made, is that A lot of times you'll listen to past interviews and somehow your interview becomes an iteration of every other interview that person has done. If someone's been interviewed more than once, it's likely because they have something to share and offer. But how can you make it more unique? How can you make this different? One of the things, Kylie, I don't know if you know this, but before I interview any guest, we'll get on the line and I'll ask them, what would make this the best interview you've ever done? And I wait for them to answer because I want to hear if there's maybe a topic on their heart that they haven't talked about or something they wish someone would ask them or a topic to avoid that they've talked about too much. And I think too, just really honoring your guests in a way that will make them feel excited and leave them feeling charged up and ready to share that interview with the world can make such a difference. So you want to equip any guests that you have on your show with the ability to easily and excitedly share their interview. Ways that you can do this, we often send out reminder emails like, hey, your episode is coming up. Your episode is airing on this date. We're going to be in touch with additional graphics and information and the links that you need in order to share this if you feel so inclined. And nowadays we're even taking it a step further and trying to figure out different ways that we can repurpose sound bites to give them awesome content that they want to share on their social feeds that give them exciting content to share, but also direct their followers back to us.
1: Yeah, we started, well, we, Maddie, our incredible designer, started creating these beautiful reels. And oh my gosh, already, it's like we've done a couple and guests are so excited to share those pieces because it's something they didn't have to create for themselves. And it gives them content for their feed.
0: Exactly. And I think too, for people that do video podcasts, you have so much more content at your disposal that you can chop up a million different ways. And so, if you're doing audio only like we do, it's important to get creative. And I would say this is something that we could get even better at. I remember one of my mentors, Lewis Howes, had mentioned how he'll like reach out to his guests, like, 30 days after their episode went live and send them another round of arsenal that they could use and promote and then 60 days out and 90 days out and he'd have guests sharing episodes that they had recorded months ago. But by providing that additional value to them and just saying, hey, we have this extra content, feel free to use it on any of our platforms and share it if you want. Going that extra mile can really help equip your guests to share without any heavy lifting on their part.
1: Okay, Lewis House, our
0: overachiever, (laughs) (laughs) right? (laughs) All right,
1: fine. I think too, this strategy can be used with solo shows or if you have a podcast that's not based in interviews and you don't have a guest whose audience you can lean into, you can make just super shareable graphics and assets that makes your audience want to share. And we've seen a lot of success with quote graphics for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's really important to ask yourself like what is actually shareable. We often don't see people just sharing the actual episode graphic that we create for every single episode, but a lot of times when we drop out just byproducts of the episode itself it is a really shareable way to get the word out about your episodes. And so it's been fun to kind of, I mean, we are constantly tweaking, refining, testing, experimenting, just different ways that we can garner that attention and create assets that other people are excited to share. And we found that quote graphics are great ways. Using captioned, Sound bites from episodes are a really unique way to share shareable content and then just kind of engaging your followers to also share their biggest takeaways from your show or encouraging them to take a screenshot when they're tuning in and post it up and tag us so that we can see that they're listening and connect with them as a listener. And so there are so many different fun ways that you can get creative with the strategy behind sharing your show on social.
1: Yeah, I love that. When I go through the DMs of Gold Digger and repost or share something that the show has been tagged in, the response, like the love that we get back from someone who already gave us love for the show is incredible. So continuing to foster that community and just like excitement around the show is such a good way to organically grow the listener base.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So, another thing we do, and I agree, this feels like an audit of our package. <laughs> we, like, we could do this even more, but it is yes. something we do. We do a targeted subscribe and review pushes, maybe like once a quarter, four times, maybe six times a year to. Just remind people to subscribe who maybe are just listening one by one or give us reviews because I know you, if you're a regular podcast listener, you are tired of hearing your host ask to Mm -hmm. subscribe and review, but it's so key in growing your show.
0: Yeah. So it's super interesting because podcasting metrics are very archaic. There is not a lot of data out there. We don't necessarily know exactly how the algorithms work. Whenever we think we figure it out, something changes. And so really the only way to kind of gauge the growth of your show, whether you have 50 downloads or tens of thousands is through getting people to consistently tune in. And obviously the best way to do that is through subscribing. And another value boost for you and your show is to have reviews. It also provides that social proof and maybe that slight FOMO feeling that people might feel like they're missing out if they don't take that opportunity to subscribe. So we got in the habit of doing these more concentrated pushes where we'll either create a video and show people exactly how to do it because never assume that people know how to do these things. Like I will (laughs) meet people all the time and they're like, wait wait, there's an app on my phone. How do I do this? How do I find you? It's the purple one. (laughs) Yes. And so it's so interesting because if you can just walk people through exactly how to do that, I highly encourage it. And then I've also seen a lot of people do like review incentives. So they'll say, you know, I'm giving away a free mentor session or a $100 Amazon gift card or something for people that leave a review in the next 24 to 48 hours as this concentrated push to get people to leave just some information, some intel, some feedback. And so there are a few different ways that you can do this, whether you do an incentive or you say, you know, I'll respond to the next 30 people that screenshot their review and send it to me. We've done that a lot, which is super fun. But just make sure that you're consistently reminding and inviting people to subscribe and leave a review and make sure that you're not assuming that people already know how to do this, but giving that gentle nudge of here's exactly how to do it step by step and simplifying that process.
1: Something we did at the beginning of quarantine and COVID and when listener habits were changing, we had to get really creative and like think about it in a critical way. How do we get people back to listening to the podcast when they're not in their cars? They're not commuting. They just don't have that time anymore. And remember, we did that secret episode where if you sent us a screenshot of your subscriber status, we would send you an unreleased episode of the podcast and giving that incentive. It really worked worked for us.
0: Yeah. So just get creative and think about different ways that you can add additional value or provide some sort of incentive that makes people eager to take action. Because I don't know about you, but I listened to a few shows. I probably never left them a review, even though I love them and tell everyone about them. And so if you're listening and you're wondering, how can we support Jenna and Kylie and all their hard work? This is your reminder. Please subscribe and leave a review.
1: (laughs) And now I feel totally called out. Like I have so many shows that I haven't left a review on and it's time. It's more than time. It's my duty as a listener.
0: Absolutely. Okay,
1: so we're getting close to the end here. This is actually, oh, this is number six. The last ways that at least that we're talking about in this episode to grow your listener base is to become a guest on other shows. Even if your show isn't an interview-based show, offering up your expertise, your stories on another platform. I mean, that's a great way to get in front of new listeners.
0: Yeah, this is something that I personally feel convicted on. Something (laughs) slid into my DMs yesterday and they were like, I would love to have you as a guest on my podcast. And I sent her a response back, a voice memo. And I said, hey, just a heads up, since I had my baby who is now almost two, I really haven't had the bandwidth to be on other people's shows. It's something that I really want to do. But right now working part time, I've just been really focusing on my own show. But It is something that we absolutely want to do, and it is one of the best ways to find new listeners because, like we said earlier, people that subscribe to podcasts subscribe to multiple shows. And so if you can get your voice onto other podcasts that are similarly aligned to what you're going to be creating and expose you to new audiences, it's an awesome way. And the other thing that we found is that with interviews, you kind of show up differently. Your stories come out differently. You might say things in a new way, or you might tell stories that you might not have thought to tell on your own show. And it kind of gives you this opportunity to put your expert hat on and show up as an expert in a different capacity than you might on your own show and provide you this just different look at who you are and what you do. And so being a guest on other people's podcasts can almost work as this way of, outreach. And you can also do some fun different things, whether you do like a podcast swap where you host someone on your show and they host you on theirs. You can repurpose interviews that you've been interviewed on if you get the permission from that host and air it on your own show so it can create dual content. There's just so many different ways that you can do that. And I also think too, it's a gift to expose your listeners to other like-minded shows. And so there's almost this act of reciprocity happening in the podcast realm that can be super, super powerful for building relationships and for connecting your listeners to more helpful information.
1: I love the equal transparency we have here in talking about these growth steps because there's some where I'm like, oh, yeah, no, we do that and we can do more. And you're like, yeah, I could definitely be a guest on other
0: shows (laughs) more. But I I feel like we're working on it. We're working on it. You know, sometimes (laughs) teachers teach the things that they need to take action on the most. You know, yeah. it's like the things that we know and that like we live by, but like we could mm-hmm. live a little harder on some of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can all
1: take action together. We can all do this homework together.
0: Yes. I, I did
1: want to get into one like little extra credit homework assignment for podcast growth because it's something that I realized until I kind of took a look at my own podcast that I didn't even have one in place, but like the trailer the trailer for a show is so important. Like, If you think about the commitment it takes to press play on a 35-minute episode versus a two-minute preview trailer of what the heck you might be getting yourself into, it's way easier to hit play on a trailer. And yet, a lot of us don't commit to creating one and putting it in that special trailer spot on the podcast platforms.
0: Kylie, can you talk to me about this a little bit? Because... As you're saying this, I'm so excited to invite people to listen to our brand new trailer that you inspired with this wisdom. So what is a trailer and how do you create one?
1: Yeah, it's it's an ad for you as a podcaster and for your show. And you want to make it super engaging. And I think you can steal a lot of the Jenna Kutcher strategies for like email subject lines and Great social media captions to create the script and the format for your trailer. I think that the first line of your trailer has to read like a, a subject line, it has to be super engaging. You want to make people continue through the next 90 seconds. And having music. Underneath is super helpful, makes that super engaging, adds some energy and some intrigue. But you want to be careful not to take up those critical first few seconds with just a music interlude. And so we tried yeah. to do that with ours a little bit. You know, you have that recognizable gold digger music, but it leads right into what you get out of this show. I think yeah. it's a good chance to, to, edify yourself as the qualified host to speak about the topics on your show. Like brag on yourself a little bit. Tell people why listening to you on this topic is so key. So that would be like my short list. And now if that production just sounds a little bit too much for you as you're just getting started. Like, Luckily, there are people, there are actual audio engineers out there. Shout out to ours, Matt. But you can hire a freelancer on Fiverr to get that trailer in place. And don't feel like you're starting behind if you don't have one in place already and you've already been releasing shows because, I mean, guilty as charged, we were in that position as well. So now we have a trailer in place. We've been learning as we go. And now we have that trailer that people can listen to first before they commit to a full episode.
0: I think it's so cool too, because this unbeknownst to us ties back to the very beginning of figuring out who is your listener and what is the end result. And I think those are things that you can communicate in a trailer so that someone can be like, yes, I am in the right spot or no, this isn't the right fit for me without feeling like they're wasting their time or over committing to something that might not be the right place for them. And so it's a super fun way. I mean, think about like Netflix shows or previews, or the bachelor commercials, like trailers are what get us hooked and excited and coming back for more. And so if you can create one for your show, it is like this quick overview that is engaging, exciting, and inviting. And I think that that is such a cool place to start for a listener.
1: Yes. Heck yes. Okay. So we've reached the end. Do you want me to go back through those six really quick so we have a nice little button on it? Okay. So six organic ways to grow your listenership. First off, you want to get clear on who you want or need to listen to your show and figure out what value you're going to deliver to those people. Two, you're going to post show notes to your blog or website, or just make sure that your show description is super optimized. Then add platform-specific links to listen to your show on those show notes or in your social media bios. So they're super easy to find each episode. Then give your guests something that will inspire them to share or give your audience something that they want to share. Next, follow that up with some targeted, concentrated subscribe and review pushes. And just don't forget to ask people to subscribe. And then finally, be a guest on other shows. Spread your stories and your knowledge to other people who are already listening to podcasts. And for extra credit, of course, create that trailer so people know what they're getting themselves into when they listen to your show.
0: Oh, this was a great episode. Ooh, I am like, like sweaty. <laughs> this was like a quarterly review of like, how are we doing so, and what do where are we going? <laughs> do I get to keep my job? Am I good? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I feel like God. you should close this out with our closing line because you deserve it. Are you ready?
1: I think so. Let me, do I remember it? Just kidding. <laughs> Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Goodbye. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast